All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 153 of the Rink Shrinks. What do you say? You ready to go? Let's go. This episode is presented by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head on over to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V for your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Mott, uh, we're going to get into the mailbag right off the bat here. But before we do, we got to talk about President Joe Biden uh calling the las vegas golden knights the philadelphia eagles because his wife's a philly girl i know we don't talk too much politics but what <laughs> yeah we we try to leave uh religion and politics off this podcast yeah but it's like the supper table growing up yeah you but, don't talk about religion you don't talk about politics nothing but i will say that's uh, a really big uh miss on his part um you know Going to the White House is a, a special kind of, you know, tradition for winning sports championships. teams. Yeah, yeah, the championships, you know, whether it be college, pro. And uh, to have the president of the United States not know who is standing behind him is pretty embarrassing. Yeah. And not think that if it was an NFL team, there'd be like a hundred more people <laughs> standing on that stage. Yeah. Right? Um, no. Exactly. But, you know, he married a Philly girl. That's what he was thinking, I'm guessing. But yeah, uh, no excuse. Maybe they met in Vegas. And there you go. You never know. You never know where like that kind of rabbit hole goes. <laughs> you never know. Uh, all right. Let's get right into the mailbag here. There's been a lot of questions and we're trying to get to as many of them as we can during the hockey season. So I'll kick things off here. Uh, hello. I've been searching for a USA hockey guideline on how many kids uh, is the maximum on ice per practice and haven't been able to find an answer. I'm coaching 8U and we have over 60 kids per practice. We have enough coaches for six stations, but 10 or more kids per station just seems excessive. I appreciate your time and input if if, um, if possible. Best, Danny from Missoula, Montana. Is that right, Mott? Yeah. Right. You know nailed me? it. Nailed um, it. Missoula. Yeah, you know what? I don't know if there is like a guideline or a cap on players, but like that seems a, a, a lot, you know. So I don't know what your ice time is like in Montana, but I have, you know, to guess that, you know, ice time might be, you know, um, you know, with the amount of ranks and travel, you know, th mm -hmm. there might be just availability issues. But 60 players on an, uh, a sheet at once is, is excessive. Even, you know, 10 – like, just think about it, BY. Like, when we try to, like, construct our drills on our D camp and we want to try and keep kids moving and whatnot, even if you have six stations at yeah. 10 per, they're not getting the reps. Right. Um, you know, so you're doing your, the best you can, Danny, but um, that's what I would say. Just keep, you know, that kind of focus and that approach 
by breaking up as much as possible, but that you're up against it because that's a lot of players to uh, keep moving at once. Yeah, and I don't think USA Hockey is actually going to give you a guideline. They may give you some suggestions, and I would say that that you know, Mach, you hit the nail on the head. Like ten kids is a lot of kids per station. If you could cut that number down to you know six to six, eight, six, yeah, yeah, six, six to eight is yeah, six to eight would be would be pretty manageable if you have six coaches out there and you're able to to get through six stations. Uh, obviously I definitely can't do that math off the top of my head, but whatever that is per kid, but yeah, having 10 kids in a group in six different quadrants of the, and, and, you know, split up is difficult. I think ideally, um, you know, you want to have, if I was running something like that, you, you would want to have more like five stations anyways, right? Like have the neutral zone be set aside as kind of like a big skating drill and then two stations at each, um, in each end zone right so that's your two on each end one in the middle and two um on the on the opposite end right so you're five so if you can cut that down to like i said if you can get you know six to eight kids uh per group in five stations is ideal uh even if you have one coach like so you say you have five coaches with um, you know, six coaches with five stations, at least now you have one coach that's kind of the lead guy that can bomb in and out and kind of help out if somebody needs some help moving some cones or tires or whatever it is, uh, grabbing some pucks, like we're just making it fun, pulling kids aside. It, it, that's a much more manageable number. Yeah, it, but I mean, he's up against it. You know, if that's the number of kids, it's like you have to do what is appropriate for the kids, right? So doing six is trying to do the best yeah you can but you know maybe having you know like what you said like have that neutral zone maybe just do like three on three in the neutral zone so you have right. six kids go and then you, you can roll the, that but like logistically that's tough for time management to like get everyone through six stations like yeah. we have enough time or hard enough time to do you know three zones yeah exactly. you know like when we're doing our thing like and like you want the kids to get something out of it right so construct so my opinion instruction wise yeah and and it's tough because it puts more on on you like you know again time management logistics to try to make sure that everyone's getting the proper you know rotation you know according to time and i don't know how much time you have on the sheet but at the end of it if you can construct drills that include more players or like mm -hmm. or, or quicker reps you know, instead of, you know, like there's certain drills that I like to do with like a lot of passing, even if it's in a small area, but it takes a little bit more time. So if you have 10 kids and you have three kids going, doing something, you know, right. so like maybe go into like the, the USA hockey manual and like try and find things that get kids moving consistently um, right. for multiple stations. And then you could do, you know, some other stuff for, for the other stations, but that's a, that's a tough, you know, kind of, uh, hell to climb when you're when you have that many players and you want to try and keep them moving so um i appreciate you know reaching out danny but like it, it is going to be difficult but you know those are just a couple of thoughts yeah from all the way out in montana too that's great stuff and uh you know hopefully they can get a a little bit better handle on that stuff but ice time is what it is right and must get pretty cold out in Montana. Let's get the backyard rinks going too, right? Yeah, backyard rinks. I get get out on the uh, the lakes and the ponds and you know oh, spread yeah. them out, spread them out, <laughs> spread them out. All right, I'll take this next one again because it's more of a comment. Uh, 
Here you go, Mots. Pick up the leaves without your mower bag filling up so quickly. Was just listening to you talk about this during the Jimmy Howard episode. It works great. The Terra King 54 CU. Uh, <laughs> the 54, 54 cubic, foot, cubic yeah. feet. Okay. Yeah. Leaf bag. Okay. Terra King 54 cubic feet leaf bag XL. Uh, there's a link signed Mr. McLeaf guy, and the link is safe. Um, <laughs> I clicked on it. All right. Well, what do you got for us with this link? Hey, amazing. So I I, I <laughs> actually really – I, I am going to – once this episode is done. <laughs> you, there's no chance you know how to order something online. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Courtney has the Amazon Prime, so we'll be here on the doorstep tomorrow. <laughs> um, but – Yeah, she's going to have to order it for I you. know. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forward her the link. Um. But Mr. McLeaf guy, I really appreciate it because that would eliminate me mowing the lawn twice, mm-hmm. you know, ch- chopping them up. But like the whole point is not getting off the machine. So that's why I did it. Just kind of like Neanderthal type, you know, just yeah. very basic. Uh, but that thing is money. Um, and then I can just dump them right into the truck. So it is. So for our listeners, it's a attachment onto the um basket of it doesn't matter if you have a a stand behind or a walk behind uh or a drive on i mean and it is you know there's different um and and it's a lodge it's (laughs) it's It's a lodge yeah so uh you know so that it just scoops them up and because like you're not really cutting the grass you're just really getting the leaves so i really appreciate the uh the look mr mcleaf guy mr mcleaf guy i love it so uh I appreciate it because I will order that and I'll uh, have to give some updates because I looked up at the uh, the trees and there's still plenty of leaves to fall. Oh, yeah, they're coming. Uh, you can come over to my house, too, if you get that. That <laughs> would be helpful. Uh, Franklin Sports is the official street hockey partner of the National Hockey League. Check out our line of official NHL street hockey games and training equipment at franklinsports.com today. And by the way, so I, I'll get over there and uh, – there's nothing better than a, a good hand rake. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like you get a little workout in. Yeah. And, I'm going to throw back like that. Yeah. You have that instant gratification. We just have to make sure Sophie's, uh, you know, three coilers aren't, you know, we're not raking those up as well. Yeah. There's landmines, but we'll, t- we'll get those taken care of. That's what the kids are for. <laughs> yeah. We'll get those taken care of. That's great. Uh, all right. Uh, the next one here is much you want to take this yeah hey shrinks uh you eight head coach here looking for some advice i have a kid and this is his second year on the team so his family is ingrained with all of the other families his family is always up and willing to participate in team activities when you guys know participation can be low i was informed from the higher-ups at my rank that this player has an outstanding bill and can no longer participate in games or practices I reached out to the family to see if everything was okay. They're having financial hardship and outstanding bills almost all of our tuition. This is too much for me to handle. If it was a few hundred, I would be able to help out. Basically, my question is, do I bring this up to the other families to put some money together or let it be? Thanks again for your help. Uh, would like to rename Anonymous, which is totally acceptable and understood. Yeah, I mean, this is a... A challenge, right? Um, from 
a coaching perspective to be put in the middle of this, I've always found very, very challenging. Uh, obviously, you can advocate with the organization, and I would say let them know how good of a family they are, and you know, knowing that that they may be some financial hardships. I don't think you want to air out to the rest of the team that, like, yeah. You know, maybe if there's one other person that you know you could maybe confide with and, and and talk to them, maybe they you know are in a better position to help out. But I think just going and talking to the organization, um, like any organization that would deprive a kid from getting on the ice because the parents are are uh, you know on some tough times right now, um, is I think just a rotten thing to do. So. It you know talk to the organization see if they can help out you know as long as the family is willing to talk with the organization as well and maybe work out some type of financial um, you know yeah, like a payment plan a payment plan um, yeah. like that's what I, I've ran an organization for ten plus years um, between Atlanta and here in Boston and that was the biggest thing like you know you 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 we're all human yeah, correct yeah. And, and you want you don't want to deny a kid going on the ice and playing with his buddies because his, you know, his parents are just having a tough time paying some bills right now. Right. And, and I'm sure they're worried about keeping the electricity on in their house versus the, the $1,500 or whatever the number is for, for hockey. Right. So um, I would talk to the family, say, Hey, you know, talk to the, and as well as talk to the um, organization, see if you can, you know, help them out in some capacity and set up a payment plan and just let them know, hey, you know, let the family know, just communicate with them and, and you know, hey, whatever it is, like 100 bucks a week, 50 bucks, yeah, exactly. yep. like whatever it may be. Trip away whatever, at it, you trip know. Trip away at it. And, but just, yeah, it has to be kind of out there and communicated. And you know, it's tough to be in that position as a coach. Like it's not really your position to right. have to kind of facilitate this and you know but you know seeing that you are in it you know you can you know help in a, a certain way and just hopefully the organization understands you know some people can't always afford how crazy expensive this game is at times and yeah. you know you don't want to uh, deprive a kid of of the experiences that he's having and you know good people from what you're saying so it's like you know you just try to make it work and you know, as far as, you know, that conversation, it might be, you know, difficult for the parents, number one, because they probably just don't want to face the fact that, you know, they, they can't really afford it or whatever. But like, if you can just put them on a plan or, you know, that th there's plenty of money out there that, you know, that, that they could eat it if, if they're, you know, good people running this organization, you know, just for this year and then see what happens next year. Right. Right. Um, that, that's just my opinion. I just, you know, just from being a person <laughs> versus yeah, just, or, or, and uh, these guys are business owners just, as well. But I just also feel like you have to kind of take into account certain situations. But there's also another thing that just popped into my head is can this family help out in, in some other way to help pay off that balance, right? Can they, um, you know, can they do score? Can they score keep some games, right? Like bills and the the program has bills. Right. Yeah. Uh, scorekeeping, refereeing, like are those different things. Maybe it's helping out with younger age groups. Right. With uh, learn a skate or, or, you know, I know these guys are eight you, but like 
your father has any type, mom or dad have any type of hockey background? Can they help out in some capacity? Can they work at the snack bar? Like, do something to to you know, like chip away at that bill, right? So if I'm scorekeeping games for twenty bucks a game or something, and I do whatever five of them on a Saturday, there's a there's a hundred bucks right there, right? So I think that there's ways that the organization can work with people if you if it's communicated properly. I agree. This mailbag is brought to you by TSR Hockey, located in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire. We can stock up on all your equipment needs for the remainder of the hockey season. TSR stocks team apparel from CCM and Bauer and does everything in-house, embroidery and printing. You can reach them at their team store at 603-912-5970. Ask for Mike or Dave and they will take care of you. Now's the time to give them a buzz to talk about how your team can upgrade your gear, wear, and swag game. TSR Hockey is New England's premier hockey store and is a proud sponsor of the Rink Shrinks. Visit tsrhockey.com for all your shopping needs and tell them the shrink sent you. Two things on this. Um, TSR, I was able to talk to Brennan. Actually, I hooked up with Brennan quickly over the weekend. Um, they're stocking up on the cut-resistant um, – Shirt like yep. neck neck um, protectors, which obviously are really important, and uh, they're selling out of them like like crazy. So make sure you jump on tsrhockey.com and uh, and pick one of those up. If your kid's not wearing them, obviously we've seen you know Mass Hockey USA Hockey. They're really starting to um, you know implement some changes here in in the neck protection and cut resistant wear. Right, the sleeves, the necks, uh, very important and. You know, the, the, the guys up at TSR, like I said, I, I was with Brennan quickly this weekend. And, um, you know, they're making sure they stock up on all that stuff. So visit TSRHockey.com if you need one. And if they sell out, they're, you know, they're working on getting as many of these things as possible. And then also uh, make sure you hit up our Instagram links in our bio. We have the, um, the Rink Shrinks team store set up. Uh, so you can get some swag, some shrink swag, some hats, some hoodies, some T-shirts, some sweatpants, whatever you need. Um, make yourself, you know, rep the shrinks and look fresh because some of the gear that they have on there is like you want to talk about good gear wear and good swag game mods. Yeah. I mean, stylish. Yeah, it's coming up on the uh, holiday season, too. I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's hockey season. You know the the weather's turning a little bit, so make oh, sure you. It's freezing, it's, dude. It, yeah, it's nice to uh, get uh, some nice warm gear to uh, to rep the shrinks. All right, hey there. Next question. Love your comical take on all this hockey business. Thank you. My 15U son recently took a leap and joined an academy team in Boston. We live in Alaska with a fairly small and limited hockey pool, so this is a great opportunity. Alaska's organized hockey is fairly simple. A statewide organization, one AAA team, a smattering of tier two and three teams across the state and house teams in most large cities, as well as high school. Pretty straightforward and easy to navigate, right? Uh, there's no shortage of self-proclaimed greatness, but it's all pretty even. Uh, now that he is there and competing at a much higher level, we're all trying to figure out how it works. Uh, he is loving the experience and thinking big, but I need help putting this all into perspective. My, uh, I see elite teams, premier teams, select teams, prep teams, academy, beast, 
EHF, <laughs> Mass Hockey, Platinum, Gold, <laughs> Titanic, Zinc. No, Titanium, Zinc Supreme. Okay, I made that one. <laughs> yeah, but that's good. Uh, shrinks, WTF. We all know what that means. Uh, can you decode this for me? I've Googled some of it, but if I'm being honest, it all looks the same and just seems like serious flex and attempt to be seen. And if that's the case, okay, I get it. But what's the end game? Uh, is there a dream team every New England kid wants to be on? Are the kids on a regular old AAA team missing out on opportunities right now? He is learning and growing. But unfortunately, my very enthusiast, uh, enthusiastic hockey player has two parents who are not terribly knowledgeable about this kind of thing and think it is a tad ridiculous. We support our kid 100% uh, and will help him pursue whatever big hockey dream he has, but feel like we aren't that helpful. Please educate us uh, so so he doesn't ditch us the minute he gets drafted. That's a joke. Thanks for keeping it real. That's oh, great. I, I, I appreciate the uh, the listen. I've been chuckle. Yeah, in, in Alaska. I love it. Yeah, I've been up there in our our boy uh, Scotty Gomez, you yeah. know, former guest. So Nate Thompson, all right, another right. guest too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you broke it down pretty uh, pretty <laughs> great there. No, with n- number one, you know how Alaska is set up. It's pretty straightforward. And yes, uh, it is a little bit of a cesspool when you get to, you know, out east here, especially in Massachusetts with, you know, the different tiers and the, the options. And it's very difficult to navigate if you're not from around here, or if you don't have a good handle on it. So pr- appreciate you just kind of throwing it all out there. Um, so where do we start? Um, <laughs> I would it's say, too hard to. I don't even know. I'll just say. No. I, from, you know. 15, 15 years old. Yeah, so high school age, playing for an academy team in the area. Yep. Um, so, like, you're going to be playing on a split-season team. No. In, in, unless the academy has it full. You know, that yeah, the, they'll be full season. Full the season. Academy so, full so you season. don't really even have to worry about, you know, yep. elite, premier, select, prep, academy. Oh, the academy is where he's at. Yes. The, Be- the Beast is something, a league that they could be playing in. Possibly, They'll put, the academy will be playing in different beast events. Correct, and then the EHF different events. I'm guessing. Yeah, they'll play those teams in tournaments. Yeah, so it's dates. more like showcase on the weekends, like what you know we were up against for you know the split season. Right. So you, you know, there's different you know uh, organizations that call themselves certain things that. We'll put on certain tournaments and get some of the top teams around for good quality competition. So you don't have to really bother yourself with you know some of the the terms. If your son is at an academy, he's going to be playing in in tournaments that will be appropriate for that academy. Yeah. So you really don't have to worry about some of that other stuff. It, it is kind of nonsense when. But if he wasn't at an academy, like then you know, there's a lot of different questions that could be answered. Right. Yeah, I would say the only other thing that you could potentially look at is, you know, at 15 years old, now you're entering. Let's say um, after this year, would you potentially look at the prep school route? Right. Yep. So just if you wanted to look at a at some different schools and see if that might be a better option, it's a different option. 
Um, and it probably isn't going to be as much hockey as the academy that you're at. Um, but right. educationally and athletically and socially and socially, it's a, it, it's a different experience. So but being from Alaska, you would have to look at schools that have boarding. Yes. So it kind of limits the options. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But there's a ton of boarding schools here in new England. Yeah, absolutely. It just, so you just have to look at the day schools versus the, uh, the boarding schools and yeah. kind of make your kind of, uh, assessments there and you know schooling and i think the social thing is is really big and that i think that's lacking in the academies you get tons of ice and you can develop i'm guessing as a player but to be a well-rounded person um you know you're missing out yeah yeah they um but again for this year i think that's a like you got a pretty good breakdown of it you've seen you know how things are in alaska and now like oh coming to boston it's like wow so you know I wouldn't rush to run off of anywhere if the academy thing is working out and you like it there and it's good coaching and you're seeing the development, you know, like don't just jump around for the sake of jumping around. It's, you know, you could, my only suggestion would be if you, I was going to weigh some other options is like, look at some different boarding schools. Yeah. But everything else, like all these different leagues and premieres and elites and, whatever it doesn't East. really affect yeah it doesn't affect you you're, you're good on that thing you're going to be playing all these different teams um you know relatively speaking like rankings wise and everything yeah and, and that prep school thing is just something that you know could be an option you know that, yes. that's that's all you're saying and i think that's a some good advice there and uh appreciate you reaching out from alaska yeah no, it's great. Great. We'll see in Montana, Alaska. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, Mots. One of the hottest things about traveling for hockey tournaments is deciding on a place to eat, but it's a no-brainer. Colony Grill is home to the famous hot oil pizza and one-of-a-kind razor-thin crust. It's comfortable, friendly, and run by hockey people, and there's always a game on. If you're heading down 95 in the Connecticut or Westchester, Westchester area, or if you're in Maryland, Virginia, or Florida, there's probably a Colony Grill close by. Bring in the team. They can handle all your team needs. There's nothing worse than going to some of these other restaurants. And, like, they like just Crapplebee's? Oh, they're overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed. They can't handle it. Uh, this team at the Colony Grill, they live up to the hot oil hi- hype. They know what they're doing. They can handle your team. They can handle the, you know, 35-plus people that are going to walk in stinking like hockey equipment you know what i mean <laughs> uh the the hot oil hype is going to overwhelm the smell of the the hot oil and the thin crust pizza is going to like you won't even smell these young lads uh you know young ladies and and gentlemen with their hockey stench right so uh head to colonygrill.com and uh find out the nearest location uh so you can stop by with the team yeah colonygrill.com and the razor thin crust and the hot oil hype. Yeah, I mean, can't sleep on either one of those. No, you can't. You really can't. And uh, like I said, the the place is the best. You got hey, this one? Yeah, I'll take this one. Hey guys, your podcast is great and has helped me navigate my son's first two years in travel hockey. It was my first time coming to a tournament to play teams from other states. We are uh, a first year U10 B team, and the competition seems to be completely unbalanced. Is this something that I should just get used to or do some tournaments, 
do uh, do some tournaments do a better job than others attempting to keep the games more competitive it seems crazy to drive so far to win or lose games by so many goals thankfully floor hockey and team dinners make it worth it for the kids thanks so much make sure you're uh, those team dinners if you're in the uh you know connecticut or westchester area or any of those other spots are at the colony grill and with you're definitely winning right yeah um no it's tough to navigate in the tournaments and you know it kind of comes with some experience right and my hockey rankings right they do a really good job especially as the kids get um you know a little bit older on finding that good balance because you know nobody wants to go away and either like get slaughter ruled or slaughter rule somebody else you want that good competitive hockey so uh it's on the you know the coaches and the players like it it's not easy much right like sometimes you may go somewhere and it's just like well, you yeah, don't know you don't I know just, what you're gonna get i think sometimes tournaments try to fill tournaments you know the the teams in the tournament yep. but you just have to be careful you, Signing up early sometimes is better, like or just getting the information early and maybe knowing some of the teams and my hockey rankings can help with that. Like just see where some teams are slotted, see if it's worthwhile, if it's you want to be competitive, um, you know, win some games, lose some games, then you have to kind of do a little bit more due diligence. Um, but you know, and I, I've been on both sides of it, like uh, you have as well. It's like you know, you go down and, you know, you, you pump a team or you get pumped. And yeah. it's not – you just do want some competitive balance um, when, you know, kind of paying for the travel or, you know, the commitment to, to go to a, a destination. And you want the uh, the kids to have fun, you know, outside the rank, but also uh, to have, you know, some competitive games uh, either way, you know, losing or winning other than the blowouts but i think you just have to do a little more due diligence my hockey rankings can definitely help be a resource for that but just getting out in front of tournaments before you get signed up uh is probably the biggest advice that i could have yeah and you know i was talking to um my brother-in-law and sister-in-law they were up in waterville valley at a tournament this past weekend and they had some really good competitive games and you kind of get to know the landscape of where these tournaments Ah, right. And the, t the tournaments that do a good job at it have been around for a long time and have a director that runs the tournament yep. and, you know, could more or less tell you, like, based on what your team is, all right, you're a 10UB team. Um, maybe this isn't the right place for you, right? Maybe you're too good or too weak uh, based on who's coming in and, and, and who's going to be there. So it is tough, um, you know, because sometimes you, there's different age groups that come in, but. Like I said, you, you want to lean towards those tournaments that have kind of uh, good name recognition and you talk to people and say, hey, have you ever been up to such and such a place? And odds are if you're around enough hockey people or the coaches have some experience similar to us, like you'll say, oh, yeah, we were there before, like Lake Placid. Oh, yeah, you'll have a hell of a time or whatever it may be, right? Yeah. Um, good competition, maybe not the best competition at this place, but – uh, you're going to have a great experience, um, you know, off the ice as well as solid competition on the ice. So it's kind of like a little bit of everything. You kind of live right? and learn a little bit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when they're 10U, they're young. They're young. Yeah. But good one. Definitely another good question. Uh, ch -ch -ch -ch. All right. Um, 
Question, love the pod since day one. It influenced our decision to move our 2010 son to club hockey despite our town rink being five minutes away. Uh, joined a program 20 minutes away, not AAA elite and doesn't pretend to be, but offers two practices, skills, and a great coach that sets up competitive games. Our son's development has been very impressive. Nice. Uh, regarding tournaments, we attend one travel tournament annually. Examples are Rochester, Lake Placid, Montreal, um, with two to four local tournaments. Unfortunately, the local AA tournaments are chaotic. Teams aren't playing fair, and we often face opponents with roster changes that affect the integrity of the games. Nobody will play you straight up. You go to a tournament and are playing a team uh, you just played a few weeks ago, and all of a sudden they have three kids that everyone knows plays for their elite team. You play a team with four kids who have different helmets, gloves, pants than the rest of the team. This past weekend, um, you go 3-0 and in pool play, get up on Sunday at 6 a.m. to go down and play a team you beat 8-2 to a month ago, three kids with different helmets, and a young Patrick Ruarin <laughs> is the goalie now. Needless to say, um, we, we can't get one by him despite carrying the play. Uh, Empty net, three to nothing loss, and we're heading home early. Only bright spot is my wallet is plus two hundred heavy after not spending the day at the <laughs> <laughs> at the arena restaurant slash bar. Good point. Uh, I feel bad the kids. I feel bad uh, for the kids as this has been the case in every local tournament the last two years. Parents have asked our coach if there's anything he can do. He said, unfortunately, it's the nature of the beast. Sorry to be long-winded. How would you guys handle this as a coach? Thanks, a frustrated hockey dad. But at least he's got two hundred extra bucks after not spending, you know, at the restaurant. Bar. At the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that stinks. I mean, in you know, you talk to the uh, the coach, and you know, there's there's some things that he could do like i mean rostering players right he, i mean if you really stick to who's on the team or who's rostered there is ways to prevent that uh if it's happened multiple times then you need to you know address it because number one you have a, it sounds like you have a good team at that at, at your you know you know uh, level and so then when you when you're going into a tournament, I don't know if tournament rules are the same. I, I would guess they would be, you know, there has to be a roster available somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, for b before the season versus like just for a tournament. So, I mean, I think if you want to, you know, do a little digging, I think you could, um, you know, put an end to it for the certain teams that maybe come in. I don't know if they're just from out of town or whatever, but I just would say you have, uh, a chance to to make sure that it isn't playing a unfair um, integrity of the game type situations, and that's that stinks that you know certain coaches would do that, you know, just to get that competitive edge. If it's not, if the the players aren't rostered, maybe they are rostered and they just don't play on the team consistently. Who knows? But I would say that you can definitely do a little uh, digging and make sure that that doesn't happen at the next tournament. Yeah, each team has to submit 
a USA Hockey roster that's stamped and everything in order to play in these tournaments unless they're just made-up tournaments mm -hmm. and it's nonsense and they're not legit. So make sure your coach is like, all right, let's yeah. make sure everybody submits their USA Hockey rosters and or else, like, why would we go to this tournament? It's nonsense. I find that in this case, a lot of people are probably like alternates and maybe play for their town team too and, and everything. I don't know. And maybe, maybe I've never dealt with it, but maybe some kids are playing elite teams and they're coming down. And well, they can't do that though. They that, that, can't. That's, no, that's it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So I would, I mean, I, I wouldn't make a big stink out of it because I'm like, at the end of the day, I'd be like, oh yeah, we got up at 6am, but at least now I'm home and I'm sitting on my couch watching <laughs> the football game. But, but just uh, like, I mean, it is like frustrating though. If it is have, nonsense. It's yeah, not, you have a team that is like playing together and it's your team and you're doing well in certain games and losing some certain games, beating a team, you know, a two. And then all of a sudden, like you see like a bunch of different kids that have a, a real impact on the game, including the goalie. Then you, I mean, it raises eyebrows, right? So you just have to, I would say, you know, the, the coach I think is taking the high road here by saying it's the nature of the beast. But to your point, BY, is every team has a rostered, you know, roster with the USA. Yeah. So you have a certified a, roster, a certified roster that, you know, you can definitely uh, use as, you know, validation if some player is not on that team through you know at the beginning of the season right so yeah so yeah i mean it's up to you on where you want to take it but i i think there's there's definitely avenues that where you could you know protect the integrity of the game for your your kids but also like you could let it sleep too who knows i mean it's it's, it's really up to you yeah it's on the coach i mean as a parent you don't want to be that guy that's like raising the awareness of it but no I'm but you sure can say something to the you coach can say something that. to the coach yeah, yeah. be like dude what's up with this like what well, why uh why are we playing in these tournaments and all these kids from different teams are coming in and yeah. it is nonsense it's it's like it's cheating it, it's yeah it's cheating no yeah. if if it is you know the, the case on you know a, a kid coming down to play or right. not rostered and whatnot but um yeah i mean you know everyone wants that that edge or it's just a half a half-assed tournament where these kids are like can get thrown together they're just throwing teams together, and maybe what did did we get an age on this group? Uh no, no, no age. Patrick, oh, 2010. Uh, 20, oh, 2010? Yeah, so yeah, that's if, ridiculous. If they're doing that, you know, if they're 2010s and they're just they're, they're doing that type of stuff, that's crazy. That that's that's not right, right? Because that any type of tournament has to be legitimately like. USA hockey certified. Now those those games are all being affected in the rankings and everything. All those score sheets are being submitted. But you um, know uh, Rochester and Lake Placid and Montreal, like those are legit. But the, those, those ones two, are legit. Two These to four local, local ones are probably nonsense. They're probably just like, throw oh yeah, we got some extra ice at the rink. Like let's just throw something together. And then they say, oh, Mach, your team doesn't have enough players yet. Just yeah, grab just grab some a yeah. couple guys from you know. Grab some of Ryan's buddies, right? Like, yeah. oh, grab, hey, anybody got a friend? So that's like, it's not a tournament. It's like games. Yeah, but it's if it is a tournament, uh, then they need to be held accountable for not, you know, having rostered players. Right. So, right. yeah, at this age, I mean. At 13, 13 I was thinking, that, like, as I was reading this, I'm like, what are these kids, like seven? 
Yeah, no, that's that's uh, yeah, the 2010s, like that's absurd. But we appreciate you uh, taking some advice from us, and glad that your um, son is is up and and running, and the development is on path. So that's good. Yeah. All right, Mott's my hockey rankings question of the week time after a little chatter about myhockeyrankings.com. Uh, would you rather have your game be in the afternoon or at night for um, you know as a professional? Like, what do you think about the like the matinee versus the 7 p.m. game? Well, so you do get into a routine, your body, your mind, your habits, you know, like your sleep and whatnot. Sometimes yeah. it's good to shake it up, though. Um, I remember mm-hmm. I was in the in the AHL. We played in Philly at 11 o'clock. Yeah. Um, and it was like a school, uh, like, field Oh, yeah, trip. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Like, it was, it was packed. The lower bowl was packed with all kids. And, you know... Yeah, they just like cheering, they're like doing whatever. SpongeBob came on the, the big screen and the place went bananas. <laughs> and it was like the loudest I've heard, like you know, but like high pitched, like young kids like yelling about SpongeBob, you know, you know, singing along. And I'm singing along, I got kids. So um, you know, so <laughs> I would say, you know, it's 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 different because sometimes you just want to get up and go and play. Right. But also, your body does need time to kind of like stay in that routine. So, I mean, a lot of guys didn't like the matinee games, yeah, because it like creatures a habit. Um, yeah, it throws off your overall uh, routine. Yeah, that's what it is, and you know, like, like your pregame meal. Like sometimes, like you, you know, you have to eat breakfast, but some guys just have to eat pasta. Like yeah, they just guys like, want chicken palm at. 9 a.m. Exactly. So uh, I think there's benefits to like have one game here and there to like really just kind of like give the system a shock. But um, yeah, I, I like playing at night. Yeah, the regular the regular time. Did I ever tell you about the game I played in Vegas? No. In the East Coast League. <laughs> so we played. Um, you know, we would have a Phoenix Roadrunners versus Las Vegas. Wranglers that when they had the East Coast League team out there, yeah. we played a game was like uh casino employee appreciation night. The game was at like 2 a.m. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I swear to God. <laughs> Dude, so we're walking to the casino. Like we, you want to talk about throwing your entire day off? Like, yeah, that's... we did like pregame skate at like five in the afternoon. That's unbelievable. Right? And guys like Guys didn't know what to do. By the time we – so the casino, the the rink and the casino were in, like, one building, right? So – in the hotel, I'm sorry. So you, you walked from your hotel room through the casino to get to the arena right. and – Play a couple slots on the way through? Oh, yeah, but then it's like you walk into the game. So say it's a two – say it was a two in the morning, right? You're walking to get to the rink by midnight. Yeah. So you can imagine the state of some of these people sitting <laughs> at the tables, right? Like completely buckled, yeah. sitting at the table, drooling over himself. We're we're like walking down in our track suits on a going to the game, but the place was absolutely packed. It was no way. unbelievable. That's oh fast. yeah, they had they used to get great crowds out there, like obviously pre Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Um 
but that's why I think they knew hockey would would succeed. But yeah, it was uh, it was unbelievable. Like like you didn't know what to do. Like that's five o'clock in the morning in the East Coast. <laughs> that's that's. I mean, well, granted, I was in Phoenix. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it but, was it was wild. But wild. thinking about like promotions, you know, like that eleven o'clock game in Philly is like whatever, right? But that, that's I've never heard of something like that. You know, yeah. just the you know get get some people in the door and like you know casino employee appreciation night like that's it's nice of them to do but totally messes yeah. up your schedule oh yeah but you know, what do they care about us anyways i know but yeah. that's so interesting i mean i mean that's it's kind of cool that you experienced it though yeah no it was awesome yeah, yeah. i'm glad it, i'm glad it got brought up it, it helped with the uh my hockey rankings question of the week that's for sure but the i would say now coaching with the with young kids um it's funny as they get older now the times get shifted to a little bit later in the day like yeah. are you seeing that with brooks team like you know our games typically for you know my youngest team my 2011 we always it would be like you know nine o'clock in the morning you started out on sunday say you know nine o'clock 10 30 noon now we're like late in the day on sunday afternoon like 2 40 or four o'clock you know I think this past Sunday we had a game at, at 5.30, and it was like, yep. I'm like, oh, I really wish this game was at 10 a.m. and just got it over with. Yeah, then you, you As, and then you, the you, you could be done. Now it, like, drags out all day, and you start – you do start to have the conversations with the kids uh, about, like, you know, prepping themselves for the managing game. Managing Yeah, yeah. Managing your time. Yeah, energy. So is, and- right. It's valuable, but – and it's funny. It's like these kids are all the kids that – you know, they're probably at the point where they're not like when my kids were younger, I feel like they went from like flag football or soccer right to hockey. And like now it's like, you know, they're just during hockey season, they're really not doing much else. So yeah. it's just, uh, you know, you have those conversations about, hey, maybe get outside and go for a walk, uh, go for a walk. Don't you be sitting around playing PlayStation all day, right? Go out and play some street hockey and, yeah. um, you know, take the dog for a walk. Right. That's always nice. But don't yeah, just sit around all day. It's kind of like you ha- you give them the old pregame speech routine, uh, pregame skate routine. I uh, I mean, so yeah, you got to keep your body moving a bit, like you know, throughout the day, and you know, you can rest. But you know, if you're just a you know sack of potatoes on the couch and being a couch potato, you're not no going to be good. able to get your yeah your body up and going when you need to. So yeah, I you know with the kids, I you know broke seven o'clock game on a Saturday night. Uh, in Bedford, you know, oh. it's like, you know, that's a little bit of a drive. And, you know, they play. Chipotle wasn't even open uh, on the way what? home. I know. Eight o'clock, they were cleaning up. I'm like, eight, you know, it was like eight. It was 830. So I, I figured it was nine o'clock, maybe shut down or whatever. But I was like, I'm starving. She's starving. So we ended up going to Five Guys. And I just buried a double cheeseburger, but whatever. Oh, and the fries too. Yeah. How I, many peanuts do you do? Peanuts? No, I. You know we should have because we ate there. Yeah, She's like, you no, have I, to. That's like an appetizer. I know, I know, but like, I, I didn't see them. They were down the Salty other end. Fingers. But like, she was like, "Hey, let's just get going." I was like, "Hey, think about the driver. Don't be so selfish." Right. Right. You know, so we ended up, you know, burying well, the uh, the burgers and then and then getting back in the truck and bouncing but um yeah so yeah t- to the point yes she's 13 get, getting later in the uh the evening at times with with certain games and 
again, like the U18s were always late. So um, I will say that I, it's just what you have to deal with, right? You have to deal yeah. with it. And you uh, deal with it. But it's good to keep them moving during Sometimes the day. Sometimes Chipotle is not going to be open and you got to maybe go to pack five guys. Yeah. Or right. pack a peanut butter and jelly for yeah. after the game. If Colony Grill's not close by, Goodbye. you got to overcome and adapt. Exactly. You know what I meant to tell you actually in our little recap um, earlier in the week was I, on Sunday, I went up to Songus Arena and Colin had a, a game up there and. I kind of stopped by there and then was going to Merrimack for, for, for Liam's game. But um, right outside Songus Arena, big Suffolk project going on, and I see about 50 Sunrise Erector. Um, <laughs> the Lowell you know, High School. Yes, right at Lowell High School. It yeah. was. Uh, I'm like, I, I tried to take a picture, but it was terrible. I was going to send it to you. But I'm nice like, little oh, project up there. I don't there. know what just made that pop into my head, but <laughs> I was like, nice, Mott's. Yeah, yeah, we got uh got a big crew up there. We, we're getting out. Phase two is done, so got there you uh, go. yeah. So we got a, a lot of uh, you know projects going across the city. So if you see the sunrise erect is uh, vans, trucks, you know, just give a little beep <laughs> from the rank yeah. shranks. From the shranks, exactly, exactly. It was a Sunday, so nobody was working. Uh, <laughs> But no, good stuff. Good question with the uh, My Hockey Rankings question of the week. We get Thanksgiving up around the corner. Best holiday. Love it. Although, I got a big beef with my wife. Uh-oh. I came home from hockey practice the other night, and she's got a Christmas tree already already going in the living room. What? Yeah, she bypassed, like, like and I, she's not trying to take anything. She She actually told me I needed a little more joy in my life. And, uh, so she buzzed my tower. She's like, "You need this tree and the lights. Like, you need you need it, some joy." In your and life. you're like, uh, "Maybe right?" Or you're like, "No, this I is still God, ridiculous." I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Bah humbug. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, well like, uh, still, why you bypass on Thanksgiving? Yeah, because that is the best. There's no gifts exchanged. Just eat your face off, and you're around family and friends. So yeah, don't. don't yeah, don't you know bypass it by any means. I would say yes. No, I I I disagree with HR. Yeah, she's no, got this tree. No, I I am so gonna give her I'm gonna shoot her practice. a text tomorrow. I'll be like, what are you thinking? Last Thursday night, and so I'm like, wait, so we've already moved on to like the fake tree. We're, so we're we're fake tree people now because yeah. like obviously you can't have this thing up for three months. It's basically right. like. <laughs> still summertime and you get the tree up and now i'm like it's not even thanksgiving yet yeah yeah like we barely i'm like i still got halloween candy in the bowl i that's what i'm saying so hey i'm in your camp by all right but it does look nice and i I guess i'm just a a happier person yeah 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 you you see lights in the wind (laughs) (laughs) exactly uh so so chipper now every day i just <laughs> see those lights in the windows and on the tree and just yeah. so oh, the, the lights in the windows already too i think so i don't oh, even yeah yeah there, there's yeah there's this i gotta drive by i gotta give her a hard time <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm like, you gonna put up valentine's like <laughs> 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 
<laughs> We're like doing every <laughs> two months early. Yeah, she's Come on. She's celebrating New Year's on December 1st this year, not January. <laughs> Out of control. <laughs> Happy 4th of July. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, HR. I got to, you know, I can't wait to chat with her. She's going to yeah. be like, Ma, it's like, no. like No, she's going to flip it on. She's going to be like, he literally. It, it's it's gonna be about me. Like I need to be happier, and this All should right. be you know. Like, because the 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 <laughs> then I get into the Hallmark movies nonsense, right? That though those things have been going yeah. uh, ever like. But you the, get I, I could give you a couple of sheets of paper. You could write that any script. You know what's gonna movie's happen. The same. I know you can write any script on the on those Hallmark. And then well, I found out last night that that um, what's her name from Full House there. Pavel, not not uh, Valerie Bure's wife. Yeah, yeah. Candace is it? Candace Cameron. Bergen. Yeah, no, not Bergen. <laughs> Andy, Candace Cameron. Cameron. Bure, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh she started her own network, so she left Hallmark and whatever, and like it's still I'm the like, same stuff. It's the same exact movie, but um, what what the reason why the conversation started be. Aunt Becky was on the TV. Oh. I'm like, when'd she get out? <laughs> so, I don't know how we got on this topic, but I know. I know. I know. It, it went but, from, yeah. yeah, the My Hockey Rankings, and then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I like it, though. Yeah, I like it. But yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. But yeah. I, this I is would, good stuff. Yeah, I know. I would just say um, you started saying Thanksgiving's around the corner, and it's one of the favorite because, like, you just eat and, like, have, you know, some cheer with uh, some family or friends. But, yeah. you know, you threw a curveball in there with the Christmas. I, well, Christmas it just it bust my tower. <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah, I was like – and now I'm on this whole – Hallmark. Hallmark. Talking about – Aunt Becky, I oh. mean, it's yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Oh. Um, all right, well, good episode. <laughs> yeah, good episode. Um, this uh, it was it was a great catch up. A lot of good questions, a lot of different questions. Questions coming from all over the uh, the the country and everything, which is uh, this is fantastic. So appreciate everybody engaging and sending these in to us because uh, it it definitely helps us out and some great topic points um, this time of year. This episode was presented to you by bet online uh Mots, that pretty much wraps it up unless you got anything else for me no um you know by the time this drops we, yeah we'll have a catch-up episode before uh thanksgiving but yeah no. appreciate uh everyone sending in their questions and keep them coming keep them coming and uh time to cue the ring shrink shuffle jersey